Hello and welcome to Morlocks, a Let's Experiment show about finding new homes for the lost and forgotten characters of Marvel Crisis Protocol. I'm your host, Lexa White, and with me this week is Tim. How are you doing, Tim? I am doing splendid. How are you? Doing good. Uh, would you mind introducing yourself for those who may not know you? Absolutely. So uh, my name is Tim. I'm one of the uh, the many content creators over at the Professional Casual Network. We do all sorts of actual plays and we do live streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol. And we have a, a podcast as well called Wait, Did I Roll a Wild? Uh, where we kind of just talk about what's come out as far as news that week for Marvel Crisis Protocol and then kind of explain how we've played things poorly and incorrectly uh, every week. Always learning, which is an important thing. Yes, yes, absolutely. Slow learning, but but listen, the progress is all always there. Mm -hmm. And then you also have, oh yeah, the power face. Yeah, so that's on Monday nights at uh, twitch.tv slash professional casual network. We play um, at our local game store, Bearded Dragon Games, um, a game every week, every Monday uh, between me, uh, Chuck, um dan danny there's kind of a whole a whole group of us that that get together we kind of come with pre-made rosters we don't do the the standard draft um and because we do it that way we're we're kind of able to play some wackier more specific niche stuff which is just always a lot of fun mm -hmm. and as i have poked you about many times uh because i do do custom content on this discord server if you ever want to steal that stuff and play it go right ahead I I have never been more tempted than uh, seeing a lot of the League of Legends characters that you've been doing recently. Um, absolutely adore that that product as a whole. So, uh, I, yeah. I, and I've wanted to make like a Crossbones as a Vi or maybe a Winter Soldier as Jink. Just, I think there's so much potential there. I think, I, I don't know, it's very exciting. Yes, it very much is. But now I must ask you the traditional question. What character that isn't in Marvel Crisis Protocol do you want to see in Marvel Crisis Protocol? This is actually a super tough question. My, I have like a... It is difficult for me to narrow down like even a top three. I, I've always been head over heels over Wiccan and Hulkling mm -hmm. uh, and all of the Young Avengers for the most part. Phantom X, though, and Quentin Choir are also way, 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 way up on that list. But if I had to only pick one, I think Wiccan absolutely rises to the top and uh, mm -hmm. every, every time I actually try to boil that down. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and I would not be surprised if we get a Wiccan speed box at some point. That, oh, that literally everything I want. Like, that would be... Mm -hmm. That'd be awesome. No, I'm on the other end of the gay couple spectrum where I want uh, Sister Grimm, uh, Lucy in the Sky. Oh, yes. Okay. Uh, there's actually, I don't think any Runaways character that I wouldn't also really want. I know. And I am a big Runaways, like, we need them in the game. Yeah, 100%. Nico would, uh, I think, is, is one that I regularly bring up too on, on, on our stuff. Well, as, and as my, big thing really about, on there. my big thing about Nico is she could very easily be the second A-Force leader. Yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. No, and that would uh, that's actually a great choice for that too. They have a huge roster to choose from, but no, she she fits a very well, specific role that would give them a very drastically different leadership ability too than She Hulk. That I feel well, would be and really. If you, if you go back to the original comics one that A Force is in, the main three characters are She Hulk, uh, Nico, and Singularity. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. 
Because A Force only really existed for six issues. <laughs> <laughs> I know that whenever we try to see, is like, well, was this character in A Force? It's you're normally digging pretty deep because there's not really a whole ton to uh, to pull from there. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. it was doing that all was in the Battle World stuff. Okay. All right, and what was the what was the other thing that was similar to Battle World, where it was a bunch of um, oh, the younger generation that got put into a like battle royale style situation from via arcade? I think did it. I don't he remember had a, that one. I think I know Nico was there, and some kid that could turn into like a big barbarian dude, mm-hmm. an armor. Anyway, yeah. No, no, I also have the issue of there are too many people to just narrow down. Yeah. Yep. Because I'm also a diehard person that wants the Stafford Kukos. Yes. So, very specifically, do you want all, do you want them multiples on a base? Do you want separate ones? How do you want that done? I want them to be anything but a grunt for Emma Frost. So, I, yeah. So that's very realistically something that could unfortunately happen, and I very much hope that that is not the case. Yes. Um, just because um, I would love them to be separate characters, but I imagine that would be very complicated to do them as separate yeah. characters. Yep. Um. I, I absolutely loved uh, when they were involved. I forget exactly what the X-Men team was called, but it was with Emma Frost, Magic, uh, Cyclops, and Magneto mm-hmm. paling around after the schism and all that. And they were a huge part of that team with Gold Balls, who is another one who I would love to see a model of. Yeah. Well, haven't Gold Balls become like a major thing? Uh, yeah, now he's like a really big deal. Yeah. But um. No, I just love it because we've been having the like high school teen drama of Quentin and one of the Stafford Kukos team, <laughs> mm-hmm. and it being an absolute disaster, and I love it. Yes, 100%. That's, uh, I, I was so happy because he kind of pipped up here and there, uh, Quentin Quire, for, for so long, but was never really a huge major player. And granted, he's not the biggest player in the world right now, but I'm really happy that he's kind of back in... Uh, you know, kind of where the action is well, happening. he's kind of the lead character of X-Force at this point. Yeah. It's like him and Warcrime's Beast over there. <laughs> it's, you know, it's a, I don't know if it's a shame or if it's telling that Warcrime's Beast could apply to so many different runs where, where Beast is involved, where I, just as time goes on, it becomes more and more of Beast being like, well, you know, and justify the means. Yeah. Yep. No, Beast loves his war crimes. Let's be honest with ourselves at this point. <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, the, the line starts to blur between Beast and Dark Beast, where it's like, all right, I forget which one has the goatee, but <laughs> definitely one of them. Yeah, now, I also, I want, when they eventually do Shadowcat, I really want them to do new Shadowcat outfit. I don't think they will. But I think it's her best outfit by a mile. I don't disagree with that at all. Yeah, I mean, I assume they'll go with the traditional, like, her and Lockheed on it, you know, and the the yellow and black, but... I'm worried that they're going to do the traditional black flowy, uh, black with the puffy arms. 
Oh, the like the black and blue? Yeah, the like black jumpsuit with the fluffy arm. Yeah. Yep. And that yep. is no. Uh, we had uh, gone through and read uh, prior to the New Mutants movie coming out, kind of read through the first 20 or so issues of, of New Mutants and Shadowcat pops in at one point with that particular outfit on. And it's just like, man, that is very much of the time. But yeah, I I am actually a fan of that New Mutants movie. Uh, so I haven't watched it yet. I Magic is one of my favorite characters, uh, like of all time. Um, and I love uh, just kind of the new mutants as a whole. I haven't actually gotten around to watching it yet because uh, it was so difficult to, I really wanted to see it in theaters and then it just delayed yeah. and delayed and delayed and delayed. And I need, I need to, I need to just buckle down and, and watch it, mm-hmm. but it, it's still, uh, you know, un, untainted in my eyes so far, <laughs> but I've heard good things. Mm-hmm. Heard mixed things. Uh, Anya Taylor joy is one of my favorite actresses at this point. Who's that? Uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. Um, she's the actress who plays Magic. Oh, okay, yes. Um, and she was also in Queen's Gambit and Last Night in Soho and Soho-Bleds. All right. Yeah, so she has a very distinctive look, too, which I really dig. She has a fierceness that uh, oh, yeah. translates she... very well to screen. Oh, yeah. She's... I love her as an actress. Um at this point, I'm willing to see most anything she goes in. Because she was also in The Witch, which is a very interesting movie. Okay. Do you know A recent about- movie? or uh, No. No. Let me get exact dates on this. Um, I, I have just an absolute laundry list of, of movies and shows that I'm supposed to watch. And I just keep going back and watching Arcane again. Um, <laughs> which, uh, for those people listening, if you get onto the... Uh, Patreon at patreon.com slash Lexa White. You will get to hear the bonus episode about Arcane that we are recording immediately after this. Mm, I'm very excited for that. Yes. Um, but no, The Witch is a 2015 movie um, about uh, it is like in Pilgrim Age the US. Um, okay. And it's about this family, and the newborn son of the family goes missing, and they start to suspect Anya Taylor Joy, who's the daughter of witchcraft. All right. Okay. So, does it take place in like Massachusetts or during that kind of cool puritanical deal? If I remember correctly, I it's been a couple. Uh, New England, nineteen, uh, sixteen, thirteen, New England. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it is so good. And the ending is so great. I love it so much. I'll have to check that out. And it's an adaptation from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe? No, 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 no. Okay. No, just it's just called The Witch. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the on the Google thing right now, and it says adapted from The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, which I would... No? Huh. I don't think so. Uh, is it 2015? Yeah. That's weird i don't know right. yeah huh that's weird yeah no i don't think so um anyway yeah who yeah, did you bring on. for us today uh today i brought mr sinister mm-hmm. 
who is, I think, one of the most interesting models in this game. Oh, the model, yeah, the model's gorgeous. He has a really unique kit yeah. that is filled with traps, both for the opponent and you. Mm -hmm. So I, I really like him a lot. Yeah. And uh, because we are trying to find new homes, we are not playing him in Cabal, which is the most obvious place to play him. Yeah, very much so. And he, he wants that extra power from Red Skull's affiliation or from leadership ability very specifically. So <clears throat> I think there's other great spots for him. Mm -hmm. um, I'm excited to go over him. Yeah. Well, why don't we start? What other places do you think of? I So the places that I feel he has the best home are where there's a lot of other movement. So you can help line up um, his beam mm -hmm. and things that give him rerolls. I think Web Warriors is an absolute astounding place for him. Um Having Venom and some web lines to be able to move people around, setting up genetic splicing, I think helps him really well. And he doesn't have rerolls as a whole. Um, so he becomes very tanky, very tanky between molecular regeneration and uh, the defensive rerolls. I also think he provides a lot for web warriors as well, as he's only energy and mystic attacks, something that's, you know, for the most part, somewhat lacking uh, mm -hmm. for web warriors themselves. And he also gives out the root condition, which can be great in the mirror match. I Yes, very much so. I, I love root. I never utilize it anywhere near as much as I should. Um, this past Monday, Dan played Mr. Sinister and um, kept putting root on Quicksilver. And it just made <laughs> it so much more difficult to keep him alive. His, uh, oh, I forget what it's called. The, the, the trickster Can't equivalent where he can Can't move out. Me. Yeah making that cost four making speedster cost three it was not fun yeah but outside of, of web warriors i think he also has a good home on pretty much any affiliation uh that provides extra power for him i think he does well on a force though I, I think he trends a little bit maybe too expensive for a force at least for me i always try to go as wide as i can on a force because she hulk is already so expensive um, but I think in humans, he could have a spot as well. Mm -hmm. um, I want to quickly touch on the new leadership in town, which is uh, Shadowlands Daredevil. Yes. Um, you know, oddly enough, I, I considered him maybe in Convocation. I, I think Midnight Suns, he actually does very well for, to set up that beam as well. But I... Honestly, did not think about him in uh, in Crime Syndicate at all under that affiliation. Mm -hmm. Because it's, uh, as long as you're hitting someone who's holding or contesting an objective, which a lot of time is a fair chunk of the field, you can get a reroll on each attack of the beam. Yeah. Not only that, I think it helps you fish for genetic bursts, too, if you if you ever actually find yourself in a, in a position to be able to use that well. Mm -hmm. Um I just love the multiple AOE explosions that could potentially be generated off of that. Oh, yeah. No, that attack can be devastating. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a game where Defenders portaled into my into range of my Mr. Sinister, so his next turn was beam three people, then genetic outburst, hit three pe <sighs> uh, AOE three, hit four people, I rolled two genetic bursts. Yeah, that's gorgeous. I mean, that's 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 what you want from him. Mm -hmm. I, I I think he functions pretty well too on a more battlefield control 
version of Steve Rogers adventures. Yeah. Uh, being able to get uh, little playthings, uh, such fun little playthings to be cheaper, I think goes uh, pretty far for him. Yep. Um, I don't think he fits as well in Sam Wilson's adventures, but I think uh, mm-hmm. Steve Rogers is certainly yeah incredibly viable. Um, I also want to shout out um, just because the the cast has changed so much, and I think using uh, using it to set up the beam, uh, X Men. Yeah, yeah. So especially to get off the, uh, I, I can never say the first word of his spender re recombinant disintegration. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, I mean range three and eighth. I mean, you can certainly get yourself in a little bit of trouble there, but you can make that a lot cheaper. Being able to pull that off on a regular basis while moving enemies with such fun little playthings into danger with it mm-hmm. um, could be really stellar. Yeah. And uh, also, it's we just have the new deluge of... I'm honestly surprised everyone got thrown into X-Men. Yeah, I was a little bit more surprised about the additions to Brotherhood, but... I was happy to see, uh, quite frankly, I, I was a little annoyed initially when we got the announcement for Magic and she was only appearing in Convocation. I assumed that she was going to be in other things, but I'm glad they finally have, have placed her in at least X-Men. Uh-huh. But it's, it's my thing with it is um, Honey Badger specifically has never been an X-Man. Right. Right. But she's a clone of a clone of an X-Man. I, I mean, it kind of counts, right? It's close enough. It's copying a copy. It's It leads me to fear that we won't be getting any other X-Teens and that X-Men is going to be a catch-all for good mutants. Ooh. Yeah, it kind of signals for that a little bit, which is not... hope-inducing. Yeah. Hmm. <clears throat> so, I mean, as far as shortlist of other X teams that you think would come out, what what do you think there could be? New Mutants is the obvious one. Yes. Yep. Are you secretly hopeful for maybe like an Excalibur? X, maybe an Excalibur. Uh, I wouldn't mind just because of my proclivities and new Movados. Oh, yeah. Um, and... Uh, the other one uh, that we haven't seen yet that's kind of major is X Factor. So, uh, I yeah. So, and I think too, especially if you're doing New Mutants and you get X Factor to be able to have Wolf Spain on both there, she's an obvious you know shoe in for both. Uh, and I would love to see how they do Multiple Man in this game. Like, would yeah. absolutely adore it. Mm-hmm. But then it's. It's like it's it's more that they're not because it's they specifically call the X Men the Uncanny X Men, so I was hoping that we would get like an all new X Men or something like that as a distinction of to create subgroups here and not have an Avengers situation where we have too many people in one group. Yeah, for real. Yep. Um, I, I would love to see some of the younger generations too with armor or like Glob Herman. Um, Polaris. Polaris. 
Well, especially now that she's really getting kind of a big push, it'd be a great time for a Polaris model. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Though my favorite version of Polaris is still the one from the weird TV show, The Gifted. That was one, another one I always meant to check out, but I didn't have cable and never got around to it. But I actually have nearly only heard positive things about it. It was short lived, right? It didn't Uh, go very long. Okay. Uh, And it has Amy Acker, who's an actress I love. Um, She was in Angel and Person of Interest. All right. Um, But no, it's, uh, they make her into a punk girl in that show. Now, is that also the same show? Didn't have, uh, was Blink in that as well? I think it was Blink. Okay. Or someone that could yeah, it was teleport the, people. The portal powers. Yeah. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's another one I need to actually write down and, and check out. Because yeah. I've always been a huge fan of Polaris, too. Mm-hmm. And she's basically the lead character of that show, but they have this amazing scene in the first episode of, like, her talking to someone who's like, do you know why I wear the spiked arm cut, uh, the spiked wristbands and the steel-toed boots? And then she just lifts herself up by the spiked wristbands and the steel-toed boots. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I dig that a lot. <laughs> like, yes, yes, yes. <sighs> um, and then, uh, also, speaking of weebles, uh, going back to our main topic. Yeah. I'm guessing this is going to happen more times for us because just who we yeah. are. Um, yep, no, yep, very much so. Guardians of the Galaxy. So, I, you know, I, w- I was listening to uh, the episode that you j- recently did about Viper and was thinking about Sinister and Guardians. And outside of, you know, really heavily fishing for those those blasts, I don't think he super benefits from rerolls outside of uh, on attacks, at least. So I guess maybe that more excludes him from X-Force being a really good fit for him. But I mean, Guardians rerolls keep him alive, which is... Well, and here's the other thing about Guardians that I was going to bring up. They have a glut of two-pointers that you can uh, cloning banks in. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, that's very true. Um, And mid-game summoning a nebula. So, uh, yeah, and that's exactly where my head went, too, because I don't think late-game summoning a a rocket uh, is the way to go. But nebula, on the other hand... Um, yeah, could absolutely do some damage. And she would come in with enough power to short sock assault too, yeah? I'm pretty sure. So My dream has always been, and this is this is an improbable dream because it takes way too much setup. Mm-hmm. But to cloning banks in a Gamora one day. <sighs> now I guess maybe Nebula doesn't make an awful target to uh, to take some damage to get him some samples. Neither yeah. does Groot. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the most part, with the rocket changes too. I mean, granted, it's a lot of his health, but for the most part, Rocket really shouldn't be taking damage. So having that one extra on him from the onset isn't really usually going to make or break him because one good attack, regardless, is going to mm-hmm. put him down if it actually you know finds its target. So yeah. Doing a little, popping a little damage on those three to at the start to 
get a head start on getting Gamora in isn't, I don't think, because a bad call at Gamora all. Gamora comes in, she's in the middle of the fight, you immediately get a pounce, followed by a double attack. Yeah. So, yeah. So, that may yeah. be an option on the table. Um, I, I really like bringing in Drax with it, too. Oh, yeah. Um, because he's not he's not pivotal enough for me to constantly be in uh, the roster that I'm bringing when I play Guardians, but to be able to deploy him once you know that there are going to be larger targets to throw. I, I, well, actually, not even bringing him in, having him in the beginning to get a little damage on him for Titan Killer. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. No, uh... Still one of my favorite interactions, and I've talked about something similar to this before, but if you ever play a side which is uh, Red Skull Drax, where you can force the attacks into Drax to get his vengeance token on someone specific, and then you can teleport him forward into range of that person. Ooh. Yeah, I like that a lot, too. Well, and I, I just feel like uh, such fun little playthings works with with near everything. Oh, yeah. I, I I always like Enchantress with him too. Uh, a little pricey, but constant mm -hmm. movement uh, is is always fun. Yes. Um, and then I have to talk uh, a, a minute about my boys. The Spider-Foes. Yes. Because if they're the team with the health bar to take a, a forced... Uh, to take that early points of damage, it is a lineup of Green Goblin, Lizard, and Venom. Yes, it is. Yeah, very much so. Um, yeah, like literally no sweat on that at all. Yeah. So, now he's not on, maybe, and obviously uh, we don't read cards uh, on the shows that we're on, but, um, or that I'm on, sorry. Uh, so he's not on Crime Syndicate already? Is he really only on Cabal? He's only on Cabal. That is such a shame. Yeah. Yeah, Crime Syndicate makes a great place for him, too. Mm -hmm. um, the other... The one reason I did want to talk about X-Force, um, and it's an adjunct reason that you can apply to a couple other places, too, but X-Force is the cohabitation of healing factor. It very much is. And so you can turn one, get three uh, theorems, and have no issue with it. Because yeah. every one healing factor, they're turned when they move up. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I was more thinking about just the affiliation ability itself. But yeah, I mean, the the actual uh, member list of X-Force is kind of made for, for Sinister to be there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And a lot of movement shenanigans with tactics cards with them, too, which always suits him well. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of options that we have talked about. Is there one that jumps out to you at the rabbit hole you want to follow down? Yeah, uh, for me, it's I really want to run him in Web Warriors. Uh, okay. I think he, he adds a really good counterplay to their whole style in general. Um, and I, I just I love defensive rerolls. So I'm guessing we're going with Miles' leadership then. Yes, we are. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Cool. I must immediately ask, are we also putting in Amazing Spider-Man's leadership? Because we do have this new glorious card called Versatile Strategy. We do. 
that's expensive. My gut reaction is that like, ooh, I mean, kind root and slow being able to, I, I also love special conditions. It's not, I would have a hard time convincing myself to take it because if I'm not running five or six characters, I feel like I'm like showing up to school without pants on. Like, it's just like, I don't, I don't have enough. I am missing something. Only having four, potentially five. I feel underdressed. You need to learn how to properly use the pass action. I, I've been told that. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that comes up on a regular basis. I think we did nearly a year of weekly streams of Marvel Crisis Protocol before I actually ended up utilizing the pass action. So yes, no, I uh, I created a list back before the gem changes that was Thanos Spider Foes. Yes, and that loved the pass action because you would win priority, look over at your opponent's table with their five characters, and go pass with your three characters at seventeen. <laughs> I just recently, a couple weeks ago, played um, Hulkbuster, She-Hulk, and Hulk mm -hmm. against a team of six. And, um, yeah, pass passes is very nice. I have also been playing a bit of Hulkbuster and Criminal Syndicate. Okay. On, I really like them in... Sorry, go ahead. On Gamma Waves. <laughs> He's just such a bully. And you run him just... to that back point, and he counts for two, and he's such a bully. And uh... then, if you need it, you double walk Hood over and heal him for three. Yeah. Yep. Um, and just, I, I love Hulkbuster so much. He is not a character I really thought I would have cleaved to, because I, I generally try to stay away from five and si fives and sixes. But he is just so good. That spender... Uh, for only three, not generating power for the opponent, oh, yeah. getting throws, getting explosions. It is he is incredible. I love him in uh, Midnight Suns too. Uh, a mm -hmm. size one um, reposition for him is is actually pretty massive. Oh yeah, uh huh. But no, so I play I played that and won two games by tone three with Criminal Syndicate. Okay, <laughs> it's like ooh, this is mean. That is that is rude, mm -hmm. but. Super satisfying. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, and uh, just a reminder to people, we are coming up on Leader Out of Their Own Affiliation Month. Ooh. So that will be coming up. So if uh, And as is tradition, I am doing an open casting call. So if there's anyone who has uh, a leader that they want to talk about in affiliations other than their own, please message me on Discord. I think you're going to be able to get a lot of awesome stuff out of that particular. Oh, yeah. No, it's always a fun month. Um, yeah. Sadly, with the way my rulings work out, I think Nick Fury and Shadowlands Dead Over will be just out of eligibility for this year. Yeah. How do you handle convocation in that particular setup? Uh, We don't care. They don't have a leader. Yeah. All right. Fair. Um. Because none of the, all of them are built around the possibility that they could both be and not be the leader, so none of them are like stormed where she she feels toned down for her leadership ability. Yes, yep, I think that's super valid. 
and we really want to look at taking these characters that are centered around their leadership ability out of affiliation. Um, Red Skull is one of my favorite options to do that with because he is so yeah. unique. Uh, uh, Chuck uh, uh, from from our shows and stuff uh, loves throwing Red Skull in in humans and in a force, and he does a lot of really unique stuff with him. And never really considered Red Skull to be someone I was throwing in other affiliations, but but he said, did it with such panache. In spite of foes. Red Skull? No. Venom reposition. Attacks into Venom. And then spend it that you can uh, force the reroll from your opponent. Uh, That's a range for non-size restricted throw, which means it can throw to (laughs) Amu. Oh! (laughs) Speaking of, uh, Dormammu. I think Sinister goes great in... uh... Yeah. Dark Dimension. Yeah. That's... Just extra power, extra power. Let's go. Yeah. Um, do we want to splash Dark Dimension? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Okay, let's get that in there early so we are way of it. Um, but now, now, who is your next web warrior after Miles? After Miles is Ghost Spider. Okay. Who... Check my schedule. I'm pretty sure. Where are you? There you go. Yeah, we had an episode on Ghost Spider not that long ago with Mike DeLuca, who ended up Ooh. winning LVO. Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty rad. I've had the top two of LVO on my podcast in the last month. I mean, that's kind of awesome, actually. And I scheduled it all before LVO happened. <laughs> It's like you knew. I mean, you were picking the winners well before the tournament even started. Maybe. Who knows? Um, I do have to ask, Mm because he does have a pretty shiny card. How do we feel about Adequate Parker? Adequate Parker. Um, That's a good question. I... would be very difficult for me to actually have him in there over Venom in any situation. Ah, so we're going going to go for the meat grinder. We are going to go a little, little bit meat grinder. Yeah. And, and we want the repositions. We want pushes and I, you know, puny Parker's got it too, Mm -hmm. but, but not with the sustainability that, uh, that big boy Venom has. I, I am. I, I, not many Web Warriors players play Venom, from what I have found. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a bruiser. Yeah. Uh, and I, I'm honestly sh- kind of shocked that he's not played more. I think a lot of Web Warriors players tr- stay away from their fours in general and just yep. skip straight to their five or play triple three with uh, Moon Knight. Yeah. Um, speaking of, do we want Moon Knight in here? Yes, we do. Okay. Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. Mostly because we love Moon Knight. Not for really any tactical reason. Fair enough. But his spender has a push. Um, so we'll take it. Okay, I have an out-of-affiliation option that I want to throw at you that is kind of out there. All right, I'm ready. Because we are talking, we talked about bruisers. 
mm-hmm. uh, boozers who love the weebles from Web Warriors and who don't mind taking damage from Mr. Sinister. I'm talking about my boy Sabretooth. So I adore Sabretooth, yes. Uh, we're a little underutilized on long movers. Um, he's he's great here. Uh, Counter strikes, bleeds, pierces, yes. I, I love Sabretooth. Yeah, and just having that healing factor so you can force uh, forced extraction him turn one and have it not matter. He's yep. great on cubes, which is a scenario that is both very good and very bad for web warriors. Mm-hmm. I just, I love him so much. Same, same. Mm-hmm. Now, an interesting option that I need to bring up. Mm-hmm. Um, how do we feel about out-of-affiliation Nick Fury? In general? Or in this particular In roster? this particular case. I like him. I, I mean... <clears throat> I think because Sinister is a slightly more expensive character, mm-hmm. you're fitting him into Web Warriors with potentially Sabretooth and Venom. Um, having that grunt, that extra body on the table, uh, especially uh, for it's and it's extracts, right? That the yes. uh, that their grunts work on. Yeah, I, I think he's a, a a great flex pick. Mm-hmm. And it's it's you are suddenly getting it where. Uh, when they die, they can, you get to place the token. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is amazing. And it's giving them a defensive reroll for their one dice that can reroll skulls. Mm-hmm. Is not bad at all. It means you're more consistently getting one full defense, which, correct, depending on what they're getting shot with, may make them live, which is going to be a miracle. <laughs> Yeah, very much so. Well, and how frustrating is that for someone to actually waste an action on trying to take out those grunts, yep. and then between some re-rolls, they are still standing. Uh-huh. Like trying to take out Bob and him living. <laughs> yeah. Yep, exactly. Um, so I, I really like Bullseye here, too. I actually really like Baron Zemo here. Because uh, if I'm running a list based on keeping Sinister up and alive, I want as much defensive capability as I can. Mm-hmm. And he's a long mover, and I love long movers. Yeah, yeah, we could definitely go with that. Um, but we do, but that would put us at ten total characters already. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, let's just—they've already upped uh, tactics cards uh, amounts that we're allowed to have. I think we just just give us five more on the roster too. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know. Nothing to balance around there, I don't think. It's probably an NBD. Yeah, we'll just play Battle Realms. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I've never actually played Battle Realms. I was actually reading through the rules of that the other day. Um, and it's something that we very much need to try with our with our group over here. So uh, the thing I think would actually be a really good episode for you guys, um, for um, oh, uh, oh, the power phase, yeah. is uh, because you can do... Uh, the draft of it and then do it immediately after is a uh, collector because it is set up for two players. How does collector work? So it's you bring packets of so it's you each bring packets of seven characters, mm-hmm. uh, six characters and a leader and six tactics cards. Half of those characters okay. must be of the same affiliation as the leader. 
take all the leaders, shuffle them up, and deal two to each person. They get to choose one, that's their leader. Uh, if I remember correctly, you get that affiliation bonus no matter what, but I am going to double-check my rules, the rules site for that quickly. All right. And then you lay out, and then you deal out the six cards, and then shuffle up the tactics cards and deal out those six, one attached to each character. And then I actually really like this. And then, uh, and you deal them out as like six in front of you and six six in front of your opponent at the same time. And then you choose two, and you get the character and the tactics card. Okay. And then your opponent chooses two from your row. Actually, no, I think it's one, 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 but I'll double check. That's all in the official. But you get two from those options. Your opponents get two from those options, and the other two just get put away, and they're not being used this game. And you do that twice. Um, well, you do that however many times you have for players. Yeah. Um, and then, ta-da, you have drafted, and now you have a roster to build off of and play with for a random scenario. I, I can't believe we've been sleeping on that. Yeah, that's perfect for, for oh yeah, the power phase. Um, wow. Yeah. Uh, I really like wild card, mecha wild card mechanics where you're just, uh, it, I don't know, it just it adds a, a really fun mm -hmm. level to this style of game. Yeah, and they have like some pre-built packs. It's a one-page thing. Oh, that's gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you'll end up with eight drafted characters and one leader and eight tactics cards. Uh, the player must always choose to use the affiliation of their leader, even if not the majority of the... Uh, may always choose to use the affiliation of their leader, even if they do not have a majority of their characters from that affiliation in their squad. Ooh, that's real exciting, actually. Yeah. And you can do this as a two-player thing or a four-player thing. Yeah, I think at some point we're absolutely going to have to try that as a four-player thing. Yeah. And it has pre-constructed packs, though they're a little uh, outdated at this point. Because yeah, I can see that. Because it hasn't updated since 2020. Uh, uh, you know, a good year for MCP. I can see why you, you know... Mm-hmm. But so it's it's a great format. I really enjoy playing it. Um it gets you to play some weird stuff and especially with all the new characters, you can get some weird packs going. Oh, I can imagine. And well it gets you out of your comfort zone. You're playing characters that you're not super reliant on on a regular basis. I mean hopefully potentially you get some real randos in there that you maybe you haven't touched in a long time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's really fun. Yeah. Um and uh, the way we play it locally, at least, um, is if you get duplicate copies of a card or a character, um, you can run them. We're playing MTG Draft Rules where we ignore card limit. Card limit sizes? Ah, oh, I mean, I think, I mean, th that's most of the reason to try it out right there. I mean. Mm -hmm. We had a person who got two climbing gears. <laughs> Okay. Um, I, man, I love... I, the more I hear about this, the more I adore we, it. We had a person who nearly 
nearly didn't quite, but nearly got three deadly duos. And That's disgusting. <laughs> that is absolutely disgusting. I'll, near foul. Like, ooh. Well, it's so much fun. And if you had the power for it, that could all trigger on the same turn, yeah? Yeah, I guess you you're not spending an attack or an action to, to perform those three shots. No. Okay. The only thing you need to worry about is if you have two models on your team that are the same character. Like, if you drafted two rockets, you need some way to demarcate how they're different. So you can't have two rockets with the same paint scheme because you need to know this is the rock. This card is this rocket, and this card is this rocket on my team. Yeah, getting those um uh the little snap on things for the bases that kind yeah. of give the the base a ring color. I think would probably be perfect for that. Yeah, exactly. Anyway. But that's a lot of fun. Multiple rockets on a team, or <laughs> mm -hmm. multiple Mysterios triggering traps. It'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, but now back to our last, we, we are at 10 characters, but I imagine there are other things you want. There are. So, list. so I can, I can, we can go ahead and undo the bullseye and, and the, uh, the, the Baron Zemo. Uh, cause I, I think there's other fun things to, to put in there. Um, Fair enough. Uh, I just I, I love doubling down on on keeping uh, Sinister alive with well, with uh, defensive rerolls. Doubling down to keep Sinister alive and a character, and I think we want at least one two pointer in this list. Yeah, you thinking Wong? I'm thinking Okoye. Ooh, keeping Sinister alive. Yeah, and having a decent range to back him up on his stuff too. She, you know, if he's not getting in melee, she doesn't need to either. Yeah, um, she can. She, yeah, I think that's, she doesn't gain any power for it anymore, but she can vibranium spear blast. Yeah, no, I think that's a great, a great addition. And it's been a while since Akoi has shown up, but in one of these lists. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially uh, you know she was just so ever present for so long that, yeah. um, who, who I, a year ago, mm -hmm. I don't think anyone would have been like, well. No, Koye saw a huge downturn when it's only been on the rise until those changes. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, she fits really well. And then I think we need another three. Yeah. And I want to talk about a weird, a, a fun three for us. Okay. Luke Cage. I mean, another bodyguard. Keeps him alive. Updates the physical. Mm -hmm. And vulnerability and throws, which the team I believe is a little light on so far. We so have, we have Venom who has a throw. We have um, let's see, Miles has a throw off of his wild, uh, wild yeah on his thing. Yep. Um, but and then does Dormammu have a throw? I think Dormammu has a throw. Does he? No, he, he has the not. steroid and the teleport. I know. Yeah, I don't think he does. Huh. Interesting. But yes, we have our two modes of play. We have defensive play, and then we have Dormammu play. Yeah. Yep. And then we have uh, an assault list. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, and I think that's. I think that's good. It's balanced. Um, you can do some cool stuff, and if you do decide to take. Uh, cloning banks mm -hmm. you could do some cool stuff with that too 
Yeah. So do we want Luke Cage to be our final member? Yeah, I like Luke Cage a lot there. I think he 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 adds quite a bit. So yes, now let's get on to our missions. And first up, I want to talk about the mission that technically does not come out in the U.S. for another couple days. Oh, the one in the Gambit box? Yes. Sinister sin- a super-powered scoundrels form Sinister Syndicate. Yes. So, uh, this is the one with the ambushes, yes? Yes. Yeah, I think, the, if I recall, this actually plays super well here. Yes, because uh, it gives us cover from attacks mm-hmm. not on the same ambush token. Yes. And of note, it says, made by characters not contesting the same ambush token. Right. If you are a character like Nebula who cannot contest. Oh, that is a a, a rule that we would probably have greatly overlooked (laughs) on, oh yeah, the power phase. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Mm Mm-hmm. That, that rules is written right now. I'm waiting for the Gambit box to actually come out so I can officially ask the question on the rules form. Yeah. Yep. I imagine the answer will be, you know, you get cover against Nebula's attacks. Yeah. yeah I don't know. I, I could see that either way. I guess I wouldn't be shocked uh, at, at, at either outcome there. Mm-hmm. But it's listen. It's twenty threat, <laughs> so so I want it there. Yeah, uh, and then I think we want to go down to nineteen threat maybe and get some demons downtown going. Yes. Yep. Because we have the bodyguard. We yes. Yep. We absolutely do. And we have uh, and the we... blender. Correct. We're we're playing a Web Warriors team that does not want to win on scenario. It wants to be defensive and draw you in and then blender you with Mr. Sinister Venom. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. Well, and uh, Mr. Sinister doesn't necessarily care. I mean, granted, you you might be wanting to use your your tokens for other things, but, I mean, get rid of that incinerate on him. Make it a, you know, a one-sided... Scenario. Yeah. Also, uh, it's it is a secure that gets us in a line. Yes, it does. Then I need to talk about the other nineteen. That is a scenario that gets us in a line. Uh, is that deadly legacy? Oh, go fast. Inclusions open across city as seals collapse. Maybe I've forgotten about that one. So this is the one that comes with more this is the dark portal. Yeah. I mean, anything map C is exactly kind of what we well, want. And so, then yeah. it allows you to teleport in place within one to set up your own beams. If you mm-hmm. have, if your opponent has two or more characters on a point, you can spend one, teleport there, taking a damage, and then beaming two of them. Yeah, I mean, or I mean, for either that, for that, or his bigger spender. I mean, being able to tactically deploy right over there, assuming you get that roll off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and and to be in one of those positions where your opponent has multiple characters or some characters on both of the ones that you could potentially go to. So whether you win the role or don't, your opponent might have to place you right within their own stuff, right? You can't place it on the same one, or can you? You can't place it on the same one, but they can set you in a place where you can't get a clean beam. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. 
Range one on a on a base like Sinister has, yeah, it has quite a bit of uh, mm-hmm. place but potential. I think, I think we are brawling as web warriors, which is not naturally what they want to do, but it's fun sometimes. Yeah. No, I I think it's a great way to play it. Um, and then now for extracts, which you were talking about, uh, you started talking about deadly legacy virus. Yeah, legacy virus. Um. I, I like to be there. I like getting uh, the special conditions off. It helps us stay alive, and we can be bullies. We have a really bully team, mm-hmm. um, so we might as well lean into it. Yes. Uh, speaking of being bullies, cubes. Yep. Yeah, I, I think cubes is one of those ones that is in near every roster that I build. Uh, I, it's kind of the old standby. Yeah. Um, and specifically since we have Sabretooth, who I think is actually the best cube carrier in the game. Yeah, 100% hands down. Because he is the only long-moving character with healing factor. <laughs> Correct. Yep. He gets there, he picks it up, then all day he has good luck. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, I nearly won a game. But uh, with Sabretooth holding two cubes, except for the fact that my opponent had the goddamn... Uh, Corvus Proxima counterattack card, where when they oh. daze, they get to counterattack, mm-hmm. and they one shot him when he da- when he KO'd Corvus in the mm. back line because it was uh, cubes gamma waves. Okay, yep, I could see that. And so it would have been five points sitting on that back point to win the game. <laughs> <laughs> um another one that i don't hate for this is uh montesi formula montesi yeah yeah mm-hmm. uh getting getting some beams for a couple of those characters that are pretty heavily physical um granted i don't necessarily want one on venom or sinister outside of just having it for the points but um i think uh oh. ghost spider luke cage benefits from it pretty solidly so the other end of the spectrum that i want to bring up Mm-hmm. Is just getting hammers on Sinister or Venom. <laughs> yes. So I, one of my favorite things to do is just run uh, hammers, uh, honestly, as often as possible and try to get as many on one character that really doesn't deserve it. Normally it's Bullseye that I'm trying to get them all on because I just want an absolutely yoked four hammer wielding Bullseye absolutely being a terror on the field. But <laughs> Bullseye's the best. I Right, Uh, but being able to have multiple hammers on Sinister, getting the the spender off or on beam, um, I love hammers on Vision too uh, for his beam. Just I I love beams in general. Yeah, a storm uh, for the uh, uh, the ice beam, the the sleet snow blizzard. Yeah, Uh, adore it. Also, uh, Loki for his beam, where they also uh, in Loki bubble. (laughs) Yes. Yep. Um, who's the other one? Oh, Kingpin. Hammers on Kingpin just tournament. I mean, he's already a monster. Yes. Um, and it just it it just makes it so much more worse. Have you ever given Kingpin a chimichanga? No, I've used a chimichanga once, and uh, my opponent was so excited about taking it away from me um, that I never really got to do much with it. So if you play Deadpool and Criminal Syndicate, and then you you wait till you have three power, 
mm-hmm. and then you do chimichanga, and then immediately pa- use the Fimble Syndicate ability to pass it to yes. the <laughs> You know, here's here's one of the things why I really like uh, doing anything with you uh, in any way, shape, or form. I never thought about that. That's nothing that crossed our minds in any way, shape, or form, but it's so obvious and so awesome. <sighs> we've, we've missed out on some incredible things, and one of them, very specifically, is passing around chimichanga with the Criminal Syndicate affiliation ability. Because <laughs> it's an objective token. Uh, have you played um, Separation Anxiety yet? Yes. Well yes, we did. plans on Separation Anxiety. Because oh, that's all just, objective tokens. That's just rude. <laughs> I mean, really funny. Really funny. But rude. Also, bitter rivals on Separation Anxiety. Yes. Yep. Uh, I I think we specifically I, we 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 when we played that uh, it was one of the cards. It was like guys, just don't bring bitter rivals. <laughs> but there's never going to be a better time to use it. There's going to be so many bodies on the field. It's going to be able to piss off so many people. Why wouldn't you? You just you almost have to just you know just to say you have done it. I, I did an 11-point team of She-Hulk, Scarlet Witch with special delivery and bit of rivals <laughs> and with the chaos. That's so mean. Oh, but I adore Scarlet Witch. Yeah, that's really good. Oh, well, yeah. When we played it, uh, Lizard got... Uh, it wasn't Riot. I can't remember the, the symbiote that had it, but the one that gave him uh, inured to pain oh. in addition to his healing factor in addition oh. to his invulnerability. It was the most frustrating thing. Just well, you couldn't the, do anything to him. It didn't matter. The thing I was fishing for and I never quite got was the one where, for She-Hulk was uh, the symbiote that gives you plus one dice for each damage on you. Oh, and then geez. a pounce. Wow. Yeah. That's disgusting. I mean, yeah, that's that's outright vile. I was going to have some fun that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Hi, I'm pouncing at you for four damage, and then I'm rolling 20 dice into you. Have a good day. Yeah. I mean, and and 20 dice would be what? Nowhere to near max, right? No, 13. Da- so 19 plus 7 is 26 damage uh, dice is your maximum on her builder. But what if you're using superior weight training on a big boy, too? Oh, that would put you up to 20. You could go over. Yeah. Could you go? Would you hit 30 if you were yes. doing it on Dormammu? Because uh, it's uh, 26 plus 5. Yeah, so 31. Mm-hmm. Ugh, yeah. Well, and the other yeah, option yeah, is someday I want to do it where you get that symbiote on a Tony Stark and then do Helios, Helios laser bomb. <laughs> yeah, I, that's another card where I, I, I really try pretty hard each week to, to really mix up the tactics cards I'm playing. But there was probably a month straight where I was running uh, Hulkbuster every week with Helios Cannon. It's just, it's so fun. 
I feel sorry for my opponent, uh, who Helios a uh, ghostwriter to death, and then he just deal with the devil back. Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. I mean, you gotta you gotta see that one coming though, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, what do we do? We want Montesi or do we want hammers for a second? Ah, uh, hammers. Yeah. After that, hammers. What? <laughs> yeah. Hands down. Very fair. And now let's talk about tactics cards. Uh, I think yeah. we want both of Mister Sinister's forced extraction and cloning banks. Yep. Absolutely. I'm thinking maybe even uh, lethal protector. Yeah. Um, Dark Reincarnation. Okay, give me a second. It takes a second. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> um, and also I think we need Heroes for Hire. Yes. Yep. Then Dark uh, Restoration. Dark Restoration. Yes, there we go. Uh, do we want all webbed up? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Um, now there's one card that I'm going to have to insist on, which is Mission Objective. Mission Objective. That's the one that lets you pass? Yes. Okay. On, uh, since we are playing Legacy Virus, Mm -hmm. being able to pass the sword Legacy Virus to the guy who has two. Oh, yeah. Yep. That's two point, uh, two power for eight victory points. Yeah. Yeah. And nope, absolutely. You just use it to keep a extract alive. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, I do enjoy a sneaky thing. Um, because of the way things are phrased, uh, you cannot pick up a second legacy virus on the same grunt because they do not have power to spend. And right. it's, uh, before you pick this up, you must spend one additional power. Mm-hmm. Do you think Nick Fury Jr. becomes your legacy virus holder? That is possible. You just spawn a grunt, have them pick up a thing, and then send it back towards Nick Fury? Yeah. That could be interesting. I mean, yeah. And... I mean, just kind of as a, as a whole, is is like brace and uh, bitter rivals in in pretty much every list for for one of these, or do you try to 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 stay away from them? Uh, we don't stay away from them, but there is actually a lot more contention about what the the restricted cards should be. Okay. Um, there are there are a couple field dressing people. There are some med pack people. There are some patch up people. Um, I think Brace is in most every list, and I can't complain about that. But that second restricted slot is is different depending on the list. But I think Better Rivals is the right one for this list. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> now that you mention it, though, I mean, having more healing in an RDD, it might be overkill. It might be a little redundant. Well, so... I think we get it because we are playing such a clumped up game on Secure. Yeah. We are going to get so much value out of Bitter Rivals. No, that's super true, and we're trying to be bullies here. We want their defenses as low as possible, especially oh, yeah. with incinerate on the board with potentially with uh, demons downtown. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, I yeah, I completely agree. 
And that leaves us one final uh, card. And I want to bring up a weird one. All right. Psychic shielding device. I have never used the PSD, ever. Um, that's the one that... If you're targeted by mystic attacks, right, you get re-rolls or you can add dice to it or something. So it's uh, you spend one to five power, and mm -hmm. then this round, while within X of this character, so this can be a team-wide buff. Yeah. Uh, when an allied character is targeted by a mystic attack, add one to their defense roll. And allied characters cannot be advanced or pushed by the effects of enemy mystic attacks or enemy superpowers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I like that a lot here. Yeah, we're going to be clumped up. We're all going to be... Yeah, mm -hmm. I think it makes a lot of sense. And we don't really want to be picked apart, and we also want to place ourselves in ways where we're not getting beamed while our opponents are getting beamed, and this Correct. prevents us, our opponent from doing what we're doing to them. Correct. Yep. Nope, 100%. And this could be a team-wide buff at three power. Yeah, very legitimately. Uh, that's... It. A completely reasonable thing to to probably happen. Yeah, I like that a lot. And also, convocation is now in the meta. Correct. Um, and so that buff on mystic defense, especially in our team where we don't get where we're weak to mystic, is not bad either. Yeah, it's really not. Mm -hmm. But that would put us up to ten tactics cards. That would put us at ten. Yeah, I like everything in there. There's nice. not a wasted spot in that 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 list. I I feel. Mm -hmm. So yes. Uh. So for those of you at home, we have Mister Sinister, Miles Morales, Dormammu, Ghost Spider, Venom, Moon Knight, Sabretooth, Nick Fury Jr., Okoye, and Luke Cage. For tactics cards, we have Forced Extraction, Cloning Bates, Lethal Protector, Heroes for Hire, Dark Restoration, All Webbed Up, Mission Objective, Bitter Rivals, Blaze Rampacks. Psychic Shooting Device, PSD. For Secures, we have Superpowered Scoundrels Form Sinister Syndicate. Demons Downtown has our comeuppance come due. Intrusions open across city as seals collapse. And then for Extracts, we have Deadly Legacy Virus Cured, Struggle for the Cube Continues, and Fear Grips World as Worthy Terrorized City. Mm. I like this a lot. I'm actually really excited to put this on the table. Yes. Can't. Will we be seeing this in an upcoming uh, Oh No, The Power Phase? We will absolutely be seeing this in an upcoming Oh Yeah, The Power Phase. Uh, I, I'm I'm stoked for it. This is a lot of fun. And uh, we've, we've seen Sinister a couple times, and he's always been a little lackluster, normally because he either gets absolutely yoked out of the gate, or uh, he can just never set up beams um, and, and never gets what he needs done. So I think that... This list with some bodyguards, you got a lot of maneuverability here, and I like them under under both uh, affiliations yeah. too. I, I love them in Dark Dimension. I really like them in Spider Foes. Yeah, I, I'm super excited to use this. I'll probably play it on not this upcoming Monday, but the one after the 21st. Okay, uh, I thought you were going to do more couples on the. 21st. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I still have a lot of couples to burn through. Yeah. So, so the yeah the last one of the month, the 28th then will be uh sinister war web sinister webs <laughs> webminster <laughs> i don't know mr web 
Yeah, Mr. Webb. Oh, that was little, so obvious and completely overlooked. Should have just gone there first. Well, if people wanted to reach out to you, where could they find you? Uh, professionalcasual.com is the easiest place to kind of find all of our very large random assortment of stuff and uh, facebook.com slash professionalcasual as well. Fantastic. And if you wanted to reach out to me, I am Lexa White on all the MCP discords, Egypt on all the non-MCP discords. If you want to uh, come hear the bonus episode that we're going to be recording in a couple minutes and will be released well before this episode is out, because uh, the bonus episode will probably come out tonight. Ooh. Um, you can hear it at pa- uh, patreon.com slash Lexa White, where we will be talking about the amazing show, Arcane. It's so good. Just so over-the-top greatness. Uh-huh. Um, and then, uh, as I mentioned before, if you wanted to reach out to me about uh, a possible character for uh, leader out of their own affiliation month, reach out to me on Discord. Um, also, if you are joining the Patreon, you also get access to the Morlocks Discord, where you can see all of my fun custom content. Um, There's a bunch of really great stuff on there. Yeah. Um, I've been working on both a League of Legends expansion and a Marvel vs. Capcom expansion. Mm. Um, so, yeah. And then... Um, anything else that I can think of? Um, I think... Oh, yes. Uh, if you want to see me playing something completely different... Uh, twitch.tv slash games most Saturday and Sunday mornings. Uh, we are playing custom Arkham Horror the card game, hmm. which is always a fun time. And then every other Monday at twitch.tv slash it's Hacker Mike, I am sitting down with my friends Hacker, Fuzzy, and Ed, and we are currently working our way through Betrayal Legacy. Ooh. Really like Legacy games. Yeah. I am. Have you played any of Arkham Horror the card game? I have not. But I, it's another one that's on, on the list. It's like so, I need to hit up Arkham Horror. I need to hit up Gloomhaven, Scythe. Um, I just played Everdell, which ended up being a lot cooler than I was expecting it to be. So the, the thing that I mentioned on my episode of uh, Did I Roll a Wild? Yeah. Which was my great sleeving quest. I have all the player cards of Arkham Horror the Card Game officially sleeved. Congratulations. That's not a small feat. That is a ton of cards. And I own everything. Beautiful. So if you ever want an introduction to Arkham Horror the Card Game, just let me know and I can get it set up on in ways. Okay, sounds good. Because I am, I am very ingrained in the community. <laughs> so yeah, um, thank you all for listening, and please come check out the bonus episode. I'm super excited about it. Thank you very much for coming on. Hey, thank you for having me. It was an absolute uh, blast. And keep experimenting, people.